0: to that week because it was always intense.
1: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, <laughs> still, but Dante my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more, and even NFL preseason. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to Chief Concerns. It's the Monday morning tight end in the afternoon. This I'm Marcus Dash, and we're here with former Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn. JD, big win yesterday, and a bigger win for Patrick Mahomes today. Uh, breaking news, Mahomes, kinda, uh, the, the Mike Florio of PFT, has been crying about it all offseason. When, mm-hmm. when is Patrick Mahomes going to get his contract? When is he going to get his contract? Well, he, he finally got uh, the um, restructured deal. So, um, uh, to give you the, for people who have, don't know, uh, so Mahomes is uh, going to be getting $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026, most money in NFL history over a four-year span. His compensation for those years is now guaranteed. Also, the Chiefs and Mahomes plan to revisit the agreement again after the 2026 season. Um, so for those, it's the ten-year contract still in play. They just brought the last four years to the the next four years, um, and then in 2026 they're going to renegotiate that deal. But uh, JD, off hearing that right away, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this new deal for Pat?
0: Uh, you know, it, we first off we we know he deserves it. Okay, he, he's done everything possible there is uh, as a uh, as a quarterback. Uh, not just on the field, but off the field. You know, just his disposition, how he carries himself. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is uh, the most valuable piece of, of of artifact that's out there. Not even artifact, like the, the most valuable piece in the NFL. He's the face of the NFL right now. And so I know they paid, you know, Joe Burrow, $55 million and uh, Patrick Mahomes has been winning Super Bowls, okay? And so everything that he's he's gotten, this new deal, he deserves. Every penny of it. There's no question about it. Uh, we've been seeing these other guys getting paid all this money. There's some questions there, because they, they haven't. They, they, I haven't seen any type of uh, results that warrants getting paid the type of money uh, Justin Herbert been getting paid, Daniel Jones getting paid, uh, Joe Burrow. Let's talk about him again getting paid. Uh, the one I know who's won Super Bowls in these last few years has been Patrick Mahomes. Not just Super Bowls, uh, but also too uh we're talking about uh, uh most valuable player of the Super Bowl and of the year. So my thing is it, it, that's an easy deal to make. Anytime you're making a deal with Patrick Mahomes, it's an easy deal. It was pulling teeth with with Chris Jones. But Patrick Mahomes, they were like hey hey open up the books. Brings that Brink truck there. We go, we're going to make sure he's happy. So now congratulations to Patrick. Great great birthday gift. The
1: day after his birthday is getting this. Woo, yeah. That's that's nice. Um yeah, but talking about, like, the Chris Jones aspect of things, I know, like, we're still waiting on stuff. I mean, I, I'm not no salary cap expert by any means. Um, but, like, as more numbers come out and stuff, how much – I mean, do you think – Patrick Mahomes always talks about keeping the guys around him. You know, he talked about keeping uh, uh, Chris Jones around him, Literary Sneed around him. He even mentioned those guys by name this offseason. We don't know how much it's going to free up potentially this year. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers on it yet. But, like, do you think he would do a deal that would hinder them to to, to be able to sign Chris Jones? Because a lot of people online, like, some people were saying, some skeptics were saying, like, you know, Pat's uh, Pat doesn't care about uh, building a team around him. He's already won, so now he cares about uh, building money for himself. It's like, well, he's talked about threading the line, threading the needle of getting both, you know, best money for yourself and also keeping a good quality team around you. Do you think he's going to do a deal that's going to hinder uh, keeping Chris Jones around?
0: No, I I think actually this, this deal, I had to really look at it to check it out and kind of do the numbers, man. I mean, they, they're surgical with everything as far as putting the numbers up. I mean, they could, they could work however they want with the contract, but this seems like a little bit more in a move of maybe signing Chris Jones or somebody else uh, when it, when it becomes a chance, right? So it might free up cap space. And I think it's, you know, that's why I was saying this whole deal with Chris, like you could really work these things out if you really wanted to that that's that's the beauty of it. You can actually do it. So you could kick the can down the road. But I think with this one, uh, you know, maybe restructuring Patrick to this, this type of deal uh, puts more money in their pocket to do more things with. And so uh, that may give them a, a little bit more leeway, uh, maybe not just for Chris, but also to you know, Snead and maybe some other guys. Because uh, we know guys are coming up. We know that. Uh, caps going up. So maybe this puts them in a better position to kind of deal with guys in negotiation uh, for a longer term deal.
1: Yeah, I'm reading right now. Someone in the chat uh, said, "Per Field Yates uh, from USBN He said uh, it creates about two and a half million this season.
0: Okay, so two and a half per. You know, this year, somebody said, "Do we need Chris Jones?" Absolutely need Chris Jones. <laughs> Absolutely, we don't win. <laughs> we don't win two Super Bowls without Chris Jones. That's just the bottom line. That's the reality of it. So, uh, the importance of what Patrick is on offense. Same thing on defense. And we've seen that in his ability last, you know, yesterday to come in and, and dictate part of the game. We've seen how he elevated everybody else around him up just by, uh, based off his play. I mean, we're talking about explosive, like a totally different defense with Chris Jones in there. And so if you can't see and recognize the type of element he brings to this defense, then you, you just, we, we just not understanding what's going on out here. We're just not understanding that. I mean, he's... Without a doubt, one of the best players in the NFL. Period, bar none. And so the guy about this, absolutely, he went defense wins championships. Without Chris Jones, we don't win two Super Bowls. Without that man, that's just the bottom line. And so yeah, everybody, when, when people was talking about trading Chris Jones early, in the I said, man, he's have they lost their mind? Like, why would you be upset because the guy sitting over there trying to get you know help himself out, make more money, get it to his market deal? But then we've seen his worth. We've seen what it was against a great team yesterday, what he can do. I mean, and I'm not just talking about, it's the plays that Chris makes in the time to get a, you know, get the offense off the field, like he did with, uh, with with Trevor yesterday. I mean, the pressure he was bringing up the middle where other guys are able to come in, like Carl Office and those guys to get around, to smother them. All those things are important. Knocking the ball down on third down. That's what you look at. That's what you're looking at for a guy who is you know, up the conversation for defensive player of the year. You're not going to get, you, you don't grow Chris Jones on trees. You just don't, you don't have a guy like that out here, just walking around. You're not going to be able to get a guy like that in college. You know, who's going to be able to come off and just, you know, make that type of noise, You just not. So uh, we we need to, we need to understand exactly the the value of what Chris Jones is to our defense uh, and how good he is to everybody else in this league. Cause everybody else respects him. And so it, it kind of, it, it kind of bothers me when sometimes fans don't. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I uh, just want to ask you this, uh, so everyone in the chat's talking about this and I saw on Twitter, people think that doing this move may mean we're going to go get a receiver, but I want to ask you this, does this, this this deal, freeing up money, whatever, do you think this is more the likelihood that we sign Chris Jones to an extension before we sign a receiver? Do you think it's more about Chris Jones than a receiver? If it is about a future move for anybody else?
0: Uh, to be honest with you, man, I, I think uh, it, it's it's a little early to tell. You just never know. Uh, you just never know, and that's the thing about this, this part of business. You know, they might be looking long term in a whole different direction. And so maybe they are. Maybe looking at, you know, maybe a wide receiver. But here's the thing about it: we don't know what this wide receiver group is going to be. It's only second game of the year. We know we got some young talent out here who can who can absolutely play some ball, and they only going to get better. They're only going to get better, so I, I think we kind of hold off and see what we got. Okay, we watching these guys develop, get up underneath this uh, this offense and the scheme a little bit more uh, for a little bit longer before we start pulling the trigger on things. Okay, I know everybody's talking about T. Higgins, and I, man, it's early. This, this is only second game of the season, man. We, we got a long season. We got a Super Bowl to to worry about winning. Talk about all that a little bit later. Yeah, and plus
1: the end of that game, Sky Moore catching the big play at the end. It's going to give confidence. The young guys need the confidence. And then what better what, – we'll talk about this on Wednesday for our, our um, preview of week three, but you're going to play Chicago on on Sunday. That's going to give you even more confidence for this, these young guys to kind of get in the rhythm. And Veach mentioned that last a couple weeks ago. You know, the guys like Rasheed Rice and Ross, we'll see them more coming to our own, coming to their own at the second half of the season. And like you said, it's week two, so like you can't even worry about the struggles of the receiver room right now, you know.
0: No you, no, you can't worry about it. And, and to be honest with you uh, – you know, some things that, that need to be, you know, kind of shored up offensively uh, and possibly like with the play calling, uh, some of the route running, there's there's a lot of different things that that need to come uh, catch up to where we're, we're talking about the optimal place they need to be as an offense. I just don't right now. I don't quite see it. There's there's a lot of problems and issues. i uh, just kind of dealing with a young team, a new line that you have to deal with too. So there's a lot of different things that they got to look at to get better. So, so yeah, definitely.
1: So uh, JD uh, it's Monday our Monday uh, tight end show. So it's the uh, Monday morning tight end show. So you got, kind of to go to the grades, yeah. Kind of the, your grade, your report card on the, the what you saw yesterday uh, last week, you had some pretty, pretty solid grades for the defense. I'm curious to see how the grades uh, work out for the defense. And I think everyone's kind of thinking about the old line has kind of a, a big issue. Um, So I'm curious to hear your grades. So JD, the floor is yours, my
0: man. Okay. Okay. So this is, you know, Jason Dunn's grades and, it, and look, and I'm, I'm letting everybody know. So when I do my evaluation, this is from my old player eyes, but also my coaching eyes. Okay. When you get finished, when you start coaching football, you know, you go through film, you start looking at guys, you actually grade them on all the, all the snaps that they do things that other people don't see, but these are my grades that I'm giving these guys. And this is, I'm going to be true to the, to the letter. Okay. I'm going to be truthful. People might not like the grades, but I'm, I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> okay, and I'll give my critique on how things are. So I'm gonna start with the O line. Okay, just start there because that's kind of like you know what we need to talk about. Uh, so the O line, the grade I gave the O line was a D. I gave the O line a D, uh, and so uh, I don't think all that's on Jawan Taylor. I-, I don't think it's all on him, but he has a big hand. And you know, obviously, we talked about the alignment. Okay, it was one of the things that I had alluded to in my in in on Twitter that they're going to be looking at. We knew they were going to start looking at the alignment. I told you, I talked to my NFL official, and that was something he brought up. He brought it to me, said, look, Jason, that was the main thing that we seen. New York should have said something, was Juwan's alignment. And so as soon as they called it, I knew, I was like, well, there it is. They knew before the game that they was going to fuss about this and argue about it. So it came up, they called it, so be it. Uh, The other thing was the false start. I told you last week, like, hey, no, he's not getting the jump. He, he's early. He's early. That's what that is. And so, yeah, we say great anticipation and all these different things. That Hey, somebody else is doing it. All we can worry about is what we do, okay? We can't worry about, well, we'll you know, somebody else. Look, you know they're going to keep their eyes on you, okay? Like Patrick said, they got almost picking on him. They did. They came in with a list saying, look, Juan Taylor's going to be doing this. You got to make sure he's not doing that. You know, watch after this guy. So they was gonna be they was gonna be looking at him on every little thing. Uh so we know with the, the two holding calls, uh, you know, the 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 uh, illegal formation, the false starts, all those different things. Uh was just a snowball effect. And then pulling him out of the game, that was that was like a question. I was like, oh, you know, because when I looked at the game and pulled him out, I was like, Well, maybe he's hurt, he got deemed or something, and it wasn't. So maybe it was like one of those things that A coach pulls a guy out and just gives him a place to just kind of get his head right okay maybe like hey man just come over here just settle down for a second i just want you to sit here just think about it for a little bit settle down and now we we got to talk about this he's playing his old team all right he's playing his old team so you know his his emotions and everything is high and so i know he's sitting there thinking like yo i go i'll go against these guys all the time and i know it's a lot of trash talking i'm sure it was a whole lot of trash talking leading up to this uh and so maybe that's what it just needed to come back and settle down a little bit uh refocus refocus uh and so it's a big part of it do
1: you, do you think it, and this is one thing a lot of people have been pointing out on twitter in, in our chat right here i think like 2021 i think uh Juwan Taylor only had three uh call false starts in the entire game or yeah. entire uh, season that year but mm-hmm. then in this game alone, too, um, and it's like, do you think it's because he plays – because a lot of people are saying it's a, it's a Chief conspiracy where it's like it, it's, it hasn't been an issue until he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, and now all of a sudden they're keen in on it. Lane Johnson does it. He's praised for it.
0: Well, I'll I, I tell you what. I think there's two things that, that could be happening here. One is you got a new quarterback with a new cadence, okay? And it takes some time to learn that. And so you've been used to hearing somebody's voice or – you know, a couple of years and then get a new voice, you know, it, it's still like you, you're trying to get your body and your brain, you know, to to sync together, to do everything. And so I, I don't know as far as like picking on him, you know, I didn't even go to his, to see what he was doing last year. Okay, maybe that's something I need to explore and look back and say, okay, yeah, maybe he is picking on him a little bit. And so if that's the case, man, I'll bring it up. I will, I'll bring it up and I'll make a point of it. Matter of fact, I'll scream to the, the rooftops, like man, they picking guy, okay? yeah. they're picking on this guy, okay? They're picking on this guy. But I know they just got to enforce the rules. I know as, as you know, I talked to an official again today, they just enforcing the rules. They got to do it. And what they want to do, and I'm going to tell you how it talks up in New York, they want to try to make it as consistent as possible. Okay, So it's going up the ranks that they're going to be watching, not just Juwan Taylor. But if another team knows another tackle is doing that, they should be crying to the, the refs too. Like, hey, look before this game, watch for 74, or 75, or whoever it may be, watch, watch Lane Johnson, watch how he's doing it too. And so you make a case before, before the game, that's what you do to referees. You put it in their ear. You let them know. Matter of fact, when they run by you, watch him, watch him getting off sides, watch him. And sometimes they listen to these guys. If you're in the ear enough, refs know you can almost help them dictate a call. You can almost help them pull a, a flag out, you know, just by talking to them even more. Right. And you are just kind of on their back. So maybe it is, maybe it's, let me some, uh, some validity in that thing. Uh, but let me go ahead and and finish up with my grades on on, on the O line. I think we knew. Still talking about running the football, man. We we just got to We we got to run the football a little bit more than what we did. Yeah. Okay, and I think a lot of that had to go into the play calling. If I'm not mistaken, I think I, I, I only counted two runs the first half, two called runs. And one of them was the first play of the game. <laughs> yes. That that you know what? There's no excuse for that. I get we're a passing team. I do understand that. But we listen, when teams know that all you're going to do is pass the football, you just sit back in coverage, and those D-linemen, they just peel their ears back, and they just come after the quarterback. That's what they do. Then you got our our tackles and the guards sitting back on their heels. So that makes it tough for for guys. It makes it tough, especially when you're trying to run the football. That's why sometimes you see a problem issue maybe when it's third and one, or fourth and one, or third and, and short, trying to run the football. Well, because now you got to get all your cleats in the ground, but you haven't been doing it. You haven't been practicing it. You know, you've been sitting back in the heels the whole time. So that's some things we got to change because we got some talented running backs. We do. And I, I like to see Pateko get at least, you know, 12 carries, 12 to 15 carries a game. He, he deserves that because he runs hard. Uh, and we know if once you get him involved in the game, he's just going to get better. He's just going to get better so i I, I absolutely petition we need to run the football a little bit more now they don't have to listen to me at all I'm just saying I know how deep it is you want to keep them you want to keep them honest okay part of that is running the football uh our, our offensive line the snaps from creed were low yeah I, I, this was a bad game for 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 creed it was I, I watched him it wasn't one of his better games at all you know he he looked like he was he was really trying to find himself. Uh, you know, he held up sometimes, There's sometimes he, he he was kind of struggling. And I think some of the snaps were low because he was trying to get up and blocking, you know, the defender, man, they, look, they had a good, pretty good D line. Okay. And so sometimes you're thinking about blocking this guy, getting into, you know, your, your steps, uh, pass detection that you got to make sure you get your hands on him right now. So there was some, some, some low snaps by Creed, man, but it, he, he needs to have a better game than what he had. Uh, So that's my, 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 O-line assessment is a D. Uh, These guys got to get better. Thune, same thing. I think Thune had a decent game. Decent, though. Just decent. He got to do better, too. The whole O-line themselves have to be in sync with each other. They got to do a much better job. And I guarantee they're all sitting there watching film saying, you know what? We need to get better. We we have to do a much better job of blocking up front, getting some more lanes, getting up and hitting guys in the mouth. We got to do a much better job of that. Okay? so that's the M for D. So I go to the wide receivers real quick. Wide receiver grade. So I gave him like two grades and it, it, you know, kind of on the fence with some things. So I started with a C plus, then I gave him a B minus. C plus. All right. D. Okay. Uh, Kadarius Tony came back and he uh he, he did exactly what I thought he would do. He come in, he makes some plays, you know, he look good out there, he'd make some guys miss. I think he's still a little hurt. He's not 100% still. Say he's about 85, 85. That's where, he's, that's where he's at right now. Once that jockey get 100%, man, he's going to absolutely dangerous. But he got still still just a little bit on him there. So Kadarius Tony came back and, and kind of, you know, got back into where he needed to get some somewhat of the rhythm. And the, the thing is, they got the ball out quick to him, right? On the edge, get the ball in his hands, let him make make plays right now. So he did a good job. You know, he had the one, I guess, he kind of went back, but that was it. Sky Moore, hey, I told you. I was saying Sky Moore needed to have a game saying like, look, you know what? I could fit in this thing. I don't need to be the fifth option here. I could be the third or second option in what we do. And I think Patrick started looking for Sky a little bit more. Okay? So it's going to be good for him to lean on Sky Moore because Sky Moore, man, is going to be a good receiver for us. I'm trying to tell you, man. Once he figures it out, and I think he he needs to understand that now. Wrap his head around like, look, you are good. You're a high draft pick. There's a reason we got you here for your skill set. So don't just take a a bench on everybody saying you're young. You come out here and you start performing right now. So it was good for him to get in the in, in the end zone first touchdown of his career. Well done, Sky Moore. I'm just looking for this guy to get better. I'm yeah, looking that for back, to get better. that back shoulder throw and catch was uh, perfect, movie. Oh my goodness, it, it, the timing of it. Seeing it from the side, watch it. Ooh, I was like, oh, that's that's perfect. That that's what you work on. You work on those things like that in practice, and it comes out and it does look pretty. It does look pretty. So if they don't sink like that, man, they they gonna have. A, he's gonna have a big, a big year this year, for us. I'll tell you what. Though, if
1: he's watching that back today, uh, on that last throw, uh, that that big throw, down throw, he yeah. had a cutback lane where Richie James was coming the, uh, the other way. If he just cut back the way that was that was, that was six, but you know he ended up getting caught. On that last, on that last third and sixth throw, he had, yeah, he. Yeah, had, yeah. If he, if he went back inside, and Richie James was there to kind of set the pick more. He would have had a prior touchdown there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, and and you know what, I'm gonna tell you, you had a good game, and I, I, you know what, uh, I'm gonna apologize to this guy, okay, because he is somebody. I'm like, ah, you know, he might be down the road, but this guy right here, I think, is is actually somebody that we can rely on, and that's Justin Watson, okay. Is Justin Watson. And so what I'm 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 kind of seeing the same thing almost with Sky Moore saying, like, look, I can fit into this thing and actually be a good part of this offense. If everybody ain't doing it, I'm gonna go ahead and get it done. I, I see him working hard. He gets open, he made some good catches. He had that one fumble, right? He had the one fumble that was like, oh man, come on, Justin. Like, but I think if he he comes in, he could be a reliable receiver for us. He could be that deep, that deep guy, and he's been doing it. Still a little lazy on the routes. I seen some arrests where he should have some guys should have been influencing some of the defense, and didn't quite do it. It was one he he ran uh, like the the post, and should probably kept it higher than what he did. The one that Patrick threw the interception off, right. okay, but Patrick got hit. That's on the old line fault, you know, because he's trying to get out of his hands. He could actually get into all fully into the throw, like he wanted to, because Justin beat those guys, you know. So we don't know what happened if he got all the way into his throw, so. That's why I said I got like C plus, B minus with those guys, okay? Uh, so tight ends. Let us go to the tight end room, all right? go to my guys. Quick, okay? <laughs> First off, it was good to see A7 back out there. Well done, A7. Good just to see you out there, okay? Your presence alone takes the team to a whole different level, just with your presence and your leadership, okay? And guys need to see that. And you knew that coming into the game that you had to show out just a little bit. And he did. And Patrick tried to get him involved into the game, obviously. Uh, we know the knee was still hurting him. I can see how he was moving around a little bit. Uh, some of that juice went quite there, but he, he's gonna get better. We know that he's gonna get better. Uh, and so sometimes when you're thinking in your head, like, okay, let me go ahead and play, still some things right there, but he he you know, he's still showing up, they still gonna double and triple team. And teaming. that's why it helps out with everybody else because we know he go, everybody's gonna be single coverage with 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 Travis, and then of course, when Patrick needed to make a play. Who does he find in the end zone? But yours truly, number 87, mm-hmm. right? Travis Kelsey. So Noah Gray came in, did a great job. He did. Noah did a great job. And I tell you what, they need to keep dialing his number up because he he's learning a lot from Travis, but just in his own, his own self, personally, I think he's just growing as a player. Okay. And it was really uh really telling because Travis was talking about how hard he works, and you can see that. You can see he's a hard worker. You see he wants to get better. And anytime you have a guy that has that attitude, those are the guys that you need to reward. So well done th- for him. Uh Bill, send him come in, you know, make some good, some, some, some good blocks and whatnot. So I always love seeing my tight end room. You know, I'm gonna look at those guys more than anybody else. You know? so I gave those guys a B, B on the on the tight ends. Uh, so now running backs, RBs. Look, RBs, I gave y'all a B. I know y'all need more work. Y'all need more work. Y'all want more work, okay? And y'all need to be rewarded because y'all guys are good, okay? Uh, CEH got that one ball, got the first down, which we needed, and huge. that was big too. That was huge. We needed to see something like that, keep the drive going, sustain the drive. So uh, hats off to CEH, you know, fitting himself into the groove of doing some things. Same thing with Jet. We know we kidding. You know, it was always the guy that we, we could always rely on. And Pateko, it's such a takeoff running, man, hitting hard. Feed Pacheco the football. Give him the ball. Give Tim the ball. That's what I'm about. So need to see more of that, man. But I'm going to give him a B. Uh, I know they wanted to do more, but we got to give the balls in the, in the hands of the playmakers. We have to, okay? And those guys are playmakers, All every single one of them.
1: Every week we talk about rhythm as far as getting the ball, running back the ball to get in a rhythm. One carry yeah. in the first half on the first play, you don't hear from him again till the second half where he has eleven carries in the second half. And right, ridiculous that the the, the offenses is, is, that they, they did that they went away from the run like that
0: right out the gate, yeah. crazy. Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, when you know you got to establish this game, is the steps from guys early. Okay, make them be a part of what you do. So teams do absolutely have to have to honor what they do back there. Okay. Their weapon, utilize them, utilize them. Okay.
1: Are you concerned with the lack of usage McKinnon's getting as far as being, getting touches? I mean, he's not really getting, I mean, I think it was what week four, week five, where he started to get like more acclimated to the offense last year. I mean, you know, all the receiving touchdowns he had, but like, I'm kind of surprised at the, the lack of touches. I mean, I I drafted him late in some of my fantasy leagues and it's, he might be, uh, might be cuttable at at some point
0: here. Uh, You know what? Uh, you know they gonna look at it. Like I said, it's it's still early, and they know he's always there. You know they they you know hey man, just wait. Believe me, you gonna you gonna get your time, okay. And so I I like to see them utilize him right. You know, of course, right now, but he'll he'll get it. He'll get it. I think we still, like you said, getting into a rhythm. I think we're still trying to understand. You know, just the whole uh, the rhythm of everything. I guess we're trying to get into a pulse, uh, a, a, you know, a sequence of doing things and sustaining drives. A lot of drive killers were those penalties, you know, and so it's hard when you're third and twenty-four and third and eighteen, and that's that's tough. That's tough. It takes you out of you know uh, the red zone. Takes you out of scoring position. That's man. That's demoralizing. Demoralizing to an offense. So, uh, so yeah, man, we gotta do a much better job. So now I'm gonna slide over to the defensive side of the ball. Okay, defensive side. Let me start with the D line because I start with the O line. D-line, I gave these jokers a B-plus, okay? All right? We, I ain't gonna say we, because I I was already, I was was singing these guy's praises. But some of these fans owe Chris Jones an apology, okay? About trading him and, you know, oh, he's selfish and all different things. Look, Chris Jones, his presence in there changed the entire dynamic of how how, our defensive line plays. I mean, it, it was glaring the difference into his presence out there alone to, the, to the, wreaking the havoc that he did. How everybody else around him was able to come in and play hard. You know, and, and when you have a guy like that who's playing at a high level, that just makes you want to play at a high level. I think, you know, with, with Karlofkis, he's seen those guys make plays. He can go out there and make some plays. You know, and so sometimes when Chris is going there double team and just, you know, clawing at guys, He's destroying the guard. He's destroying the tackle. He's getting up the middle with the pressure, knocking balls down. You know, all that's infectious. That's infectious. Dickinson did a good job. You know, I seen Nadi come in and make a play. And so that, the D-line, you know, I gave him a B-plus. And these guys just going to get better with their leader back. The leader's back, he's going to make the entire defense better. But the D-line, they absolutely needed a guy like this. They needed a veteran presence out there that's going to make some plays. Okay, that they can root around. So B-plus on that. Nine five. Glad, glad to have you back. Okay. Glad to have you back. Didn't doubt you not once, not not one bit, not one bit. So you, you get a B plus with a D line. What, what, what would they have to do to get an A plus? You know, A plus is hard to do. A plus <laughs> is hard to, they got to play a perfect game and it wasn't perfect. Okay. There were some times that they, they probably should have gotten some lanes, some deep, you know, some double teams, got got, got pushed a little bit. Uh, but they, uh. Yeah, B plus, B plus. Okay. You're a tough grader, JD. I am. Hey, look, I'm I'm a coach. Listen, I'm I'm using my coach's eyes, and I'm 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 gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest now. Okay, they do everything right, but they, they that's a B plus. So that's a, that's the attaboy. boy. They they should be okay with that. Okay. Uh, corners, corners. I gave a B for the corners. That's what I gave for the corners. These guys came in, and I knew it was gonna be a challenge to them. We said this the other night, that from running back to wide receiver all across the board, I don't think there's a more complete receiving core, running back, tight end group than Jacksonville Jaguars. I just don't. And so you're talking about three capable wide receivers, two good running backs, uh, a good tight end that runs like a wide receiver, and the DBs got after them. They got all over Okay. They got all over McDuffie making plays, Watson making plays. I mean, these guys we, guys are making plays. And so Reed was making plays, making tackles out there. I love to see it. I love Snead was making plays. Okay. Now, let me say it's about Sneed. Sneed is still hurt. And you can see it. He he didn't have he didn't have the quickness still. The quickness not quite there yet. Okay. And you can see it. Him cutting back and coming back on the ball, I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's still still a little bit of hurt because some of those plays he would he would have made, you know, he wouldn't have to push, you know, uh, 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 Calvin out the out out the out of bounds and things like that. And so they challenged themselves and competed, and that's all you want them to do. So Spags, that's why man, we 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 watch these young guys develop over the over the uh, the, the 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 postseason, you know, during the season toward the end. I knew what we was going to get. And these guys, man, they are playing at a high level. And I knew they were going to be good. It was just patience with them. It's just patience. And I'm waiting on Sneed to get back fully, 100%, going to be even more dangerous. Even more dangerous. And so they did a great job, man, just keeping the offense out of the end zone. They did a tremendous job. When they are talking about the whole defense, bowl, they backed up. They bowl, they backed up against Jacksonville. That's a very good football team, a very good offense. And I, I tell you what, they did a hell of a job against this team. They really did. So, well done just for the whole defense, okay? Linebackers. Go to linebackers, okay? Linebackers. I gave an A. Wow. I, gave the linebackers an a. I just gave the linebackers an A. Damn. I watched them closely, okay? I watched them closely. Leo Chanel, Willie Gay, Bolton, these guys did a tremendous job. Fitting in lanes, recognizing plays, uh, screens, um, you know, misdirection, their fits, and when they were supposed to have you know uh, your, your responsibility. Sometimes you just got to you, your talent's got to come, and that's what I seen. So I gave them guys an A. But a lot of it had to happen with the D line, right? Some of that was a push up with the D line, but they were stuffing uh, at the end. They did a good job of that, coming out making plays on. You know, uh, on, on uh, um, you know the the tight end, uh, Ingram. Ingram, those guys. Uh, but they they did a good job, man. I, I gave my A. I thought they did a solid job this past week. Uh, some people may disagree with me, but from what I saw, uh, I think they did a good job. I really do. So I gave my A. But a lot of it comes with the D line helping them out too. But those guys got a lot of talent, man. We we got a lot of talent in that uh, in that 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 linebacker group. Really do. Uh, so I gave my A. Now, uh, I didn't talk about this on offense, okay? But we forgot about the, the, the quarterback, okay? No. We didn't talk about the quarterback. So, I gave the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, I gave him a C plus. Wow, Patrick a C plus, okay? Uh, and I think a lot of it's still kind of to knowing your offensive line, trusting your receivers. Patrick needs to do a much better job, and I'm sure he's watching this. Uh, as far as like the when I'm game taping, he's not probably not watching this this right here. He may be, he may be. I'm like you know, oh JD, yeah, you know, he's right, right. But he probably need to utilize his check downs a little bit more, okay. And we know that Patrick loves the the long ball. He's trying to get that 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 hitter, you know, deep deep route. But there was a lot of like uh, passes he could have made just to advance the the chains. Okay, and he missed a lot of that, and there was a lot of opening, you know a lot of grass in front of these guys just to run. Okay, and so he passed up on that, looking for kind of the deep ball. Some of those he held the ball a little bit too long, uh, so I, that's why I gave him a C plus. Uh, but Patrick, you know, he's going to put the ball where he needs to, and so we know just his leadership ability, uh, just helping these guys out. We know he's going to make plays and start making plays with his legs. I mean, he, he he's so methodical in the things that he's doing. Okay not taking the chances that you know uh, or putting a guy in a, in a bad position okay but i think some of those things might have still like okay pat don't put it all on your shoulders you don't have to trust these guys around you still trust them okay sometimes get rid of the football hey utilize the check down it's there right now right hey hey don't worry about it catch the football positive yards that's all you need so i give him a c plus patching my homes okay and I'm looking for Patrick to play a little bit better than what he he did, but we got two touchdowns passed. Uh, he had the one interception, which I told him he didn't get it all the way into the throw. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there were some balls he put right on the guys. Man, we had like beautiful balls, beautiful balls. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great Pat, tough. He's a, he's the best in the business, so I'm a, I'm a great him tough. Okay, so C plus there. C plus is where I get Pat, man, and he's much better than that, man. He's he's an A plus guy every week, and that's what I'm expecting, right? So, so yeah. Uh, Special teams guys, Tommy Townsend, A+. I told you it's hard to get that, Tommy. He's always given a a chance. He's given a great opportunity. Uh, Everybody else, total special teams, maybe a C. I'm seeing. That's a C. That's a low C. Uh, (laughs) I'm serious. First, we're not giving uh, Richard Jack, We're not giving any chance, an opportunity. He muffs one ball out there, gives him a ball right at, you know, down in the red zone. Can't do that. But we got blocked for this guy. I, I don't see any spark whatsoever from our special teams other than uh Townsend. You know, Buckner goes, he's gonna come and do his thing, you know, hat off to him. he's he just to him it's uh it's routine. But we, we need a much better job, man, blocking for Richie James, then Richie James getting some 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 spark, giving our offense a a, a better ball position. Or field position than what it was. So, Are you
1: worried about so uh, Richard James? I remember when we signed him; it was a big deal for Giants fans because I, I always like to see what Giant, other teams fans think of when we get a guy. Like for example, when we got Drew Tranquil. Chargers fans were pissed off about it because they don't want they didn't want to see him go. Right, so that, that's how you know sure. if, it, if a guy's solid. Right. Richard James, however, Giants fans were like, "Enjoy the the muff bunts," because that guy he's a,
0: he's he's rough back there, and I think he had three or four lost fumbles last year. Dude, I had no idea. You know, they was like, Well, he got replaced somewhere in midseason at that position, so I'm just like, Okay, I had a lot of faith in him before it started, and I, I, I ain't lost my faith in fully yet, okay, because it definitely sun was in his eyes. You could tell I was watching it, I slowed it down. Look, I'm like, Oh, yeah, he lost it in the sun, but you know, as a returner, you got to know it, you got to know, you know, put the same thing. You know, I played center field and baseball, put your hand up, hey, fair catch, you don't see it block the sun out, you know, make a play, but you got to secure the ball. Secure the football. Those things are, are costly. Those are costly. So So yeah, man. So you you're not you're not throwing up the, the the red flag yet with the or the white flag yet with uh Richie James at Paul Not Turner. yet. Who are we going to replace? Who who I mean, what, what's our what's our alternative right now? Um no clue. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. <laughs> that's that's the question. All the guys we tried it back there during preseason—they're on the practice squad or no longer with the team anymore. So, right. So
0: they—they they might move a guy up just for something like that. Yeah. They—they've done that before. They've done that before. So, um, yeah.
1: Ramesio looked good as far as w- the way he was doing in training camp, and you know what he looked like in preseason. But I mean, it was limited sample size. We don't really know what he can do at the next level. Right. Right. So, yeah. No. Uh, so before we head out of here, what would you give the? You kind of you hinted at it. What would you give the offensive play calling? Yeah, that's the big hot topic right now—the play calling. What would you give the play calling?
0: Man, probably a, a, a C. You know, very generous C plus C. C. A C. Uh, I, I you know, when they was in rhythm, you could you could see it. Like I said, the penalties cost a lot, a lot and it, it kind of puts you in a position. Like there's certain calls you can only make right run the screen get some yards maybe uh you know sprint draw maybe some things like it maybe a couple deep passes but then you, you know when when you got it you got to you got to make sure you put these guys in the right position I don't like just running the ball twice in a one half that to me who's who's watching the count like man geez what's going on we're not understanding the, we're not moving the football sometimes we got to get these guys going and I think any of them recognize that. I think they understand that, you know, they probably need to do that. I'm sure that they're having that conversation in the coaches meeting, okay? But getting 10, uh, some more reps, getting him going early, all right? Because you don't want to you know, continue just passing the football all the time. All the time. Because it puts everybody else in jeopardy. The O-line becomes soft, what they're doing. And the catching guys not coming off the football. Uh, but also, too, you know, Patrick in itself, right? Like, let him hand it off. Don't always put it on his shoulders. Let him get a break. Let him see some things. Open some lanes for these guys, for the wide receivers. And so when you're doing it, you're trying to run RPO, well, they know they ain't going to give it. So you can put six in the box and know they're going to pass the football, right? Because that's that's the rules of RPO. So, uh yeah, they, they don't like, hey, we'll just sit back here in these lanes because we know they ain't going to give the ball off. So, what's important in running RPO? You ain't you ain't fooling nobody, right? Run past option. Run the football. Okay. Let's not RPO. Let's just run it down their throats. How about we do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: one carry at uh, halftime for Pacheco and Mahomes is our leading rusher. Uh had the most amount of carries going into uh going into halftime, and then obviously 11 carries. It just makes no sense to me because Matt, we we talked better on our betting show last Friday that like take Pacheco's carries and that you were sweating that one. I think we I think we said eight and a half or seven and a half was his carries um his total uh and then he ended up getting 12 but like the fact that like on the first play he gets a carry and then nothing after that at that point like oh, wow it's, it's over he's not gonna he's not gonna get it but then he ended up getting 12 carries but man yeah. that's just it's why it's inexcusable really it, it is
0: it is no excuse for it and like I said I'm sure they dissecting the film right now and they're saying like look we, we need to do a much better job of this you know mixing it up mixing it in yeah um you know, and and you're always looking from that from the offense's uh, perspective of uh, making sure that you're establishing guys early, like they were getting it out to the to the outside to Tony. Okay, you know, just trying to out leverage the defense. We gotta do the same thing with Pacheco, CH, and McKinnon. So yeah,
1: yeah, I love that second drive after the quick three and out. Second drive, we made it a point to get the ball to Tony. I would have liked to see it a little more throughout the game I mean, that, that we kind of did it on that second drive and then we didn't really hear from Tony ever again after that. Uh, well, I think he did get a um, he did get a carry out of the backfield uh, later on in the game. So, um. Right.
0: I like the last two comments right there in base for you. Coach EB was always sticking about the small things over and over. It is. It's the details. It's the small things. the Small things take care of the big things. That's how that works. But you got to start with the small things first. okay? And so when you got to revert back to, you know, like just running the football, something simple, you know, inside zone and all those different things. And, you know, you know, a couple of counters here and there, uh, everything else will work out for you. And so that's what you want the rhythm to be offensively. OK, that's what you want it to be. And that's good. 12 for 70. What happens if you get 20 to 24? Hey, well, I love to see it. I love to see it. Yeah, or if you sure. look
1: at if you look at Pacheco's uh his numbers against Jacksonville uh all time, uh, average yards per carry. The first time he saw them, uh he had uh five point one yards a carry, twelve sixteen for eighty two. Then the playoffs uh, last year, six, uh, twelve for ninety five, and then yesterday, uh, twelve for seventy. So. When a guy, I mean, he obviously has something to get in Jacksonville. I mean, he can, he can get it done with him on the ground. So, like, I don't know why that wasn't just, like, continue pounding with him. And that's – we did in the second half, and that's what opened up everything for us. But hopefully, well, like you said.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, like you said, we get into rhythm now. Get into rhythm. And, and it helps the O-line get into a rhythm. It helps them out tremendously when you run the football. It does. And so it makes their job easier because now these guys, they're just, they're just not – ears not peeled back running up the field. Okay, fine. They think it's a pass. Let them push them on up the field. Yeah. You know, have some lanes to run in. But help the old line out. Help them out, man. That's that's huge. That is huge. Uh, the impact that it makes uh, just for those guys up front.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, hopefully we get some cooking and we're playing Chicago, who's down bad right now this coming weekend. So hopefully we, uh, we can uh, make the, hopefully the offense can look right. The defense looks phenomenal. Hopefully the offense can match that on the other side and wonderful things will happen. Um, yeah but all right well that does it for us guys thanks for everyone for tuning in we'd love the chat we love seeing everybody engaged um we'll see you guys next week or, or not next week on wednesday for our w- preview of week three show and then obviously for anybody who wants to hear more from jd and i on our i'll uh, get a full preview on our uh cheap uh, concerns channel on youtube and you can also follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast yes,
0: absolutely yes sir come all and right, see guys. us all right good having y'all go cheese hi everybody thanks for watching subscribe
1: here to get the latest from the show also be sure to check out the best clips from chief concerns and if you prefer to listen to the show subscribe and follow us on apple podcasts spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts